You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast. We're at season 10, episode 66. I'm John, I'm your host, and joined by Tony tonight. How are you doing? Doing great, mate. How are you keeping? Yeah, doing all right. Uh, before we start with the football, I need to ask you, the nation, the whole nation's talking, do you watch Line of Duty? Do you know what? I don't. Oh, come on. I don't. But do you know, I watched the first two seasons of it, and I started season three, and you know that way when you start something and you miss a couple of episodes, and then I never quite go back into it. And I've ended up watching other things, so no, I've I've, I've not got into it, so I, I apologise. You need to go back and get on the old iPlayer and watch it. It's terrific. It's <clears throat> it's rare that you get a programme nowadays whereby you, you can't binge the latest series. You need to wait till the next week. Um, oh, tremendous. So. I thought you were going to say when you were saying like the whole nation's been talking about it, it was WrestleMania weekend. Well, there was that, but I heard, that, I heard, I heard it absolutely pushed it down on the f- and well, it was I'm, delayed. There were was yeah. it like Wimbledon, like the derby guys coming along to like cover the wrestling ring. Well, they've done a new thing now um, since the pandemic, where they have it split into two nights. So they have the Saturday night and the Sunday night. Now, um, whereas obviously in the past it used to be just the one night for the whole show, so I've not watched all of the the second night yet. But the first night, yeah, um, delayed for something like half an hour, forty minutes, yeah. um, because I'm monsoon weather in Tampa. Was it Gorilla um, Monsoon weather? <laughs> I like that. Maybe like not that. quite. Yes. Or was that a typhoon? Oh, you're going for your 80s wrestlers tonight, aren't you? Yeah. I've not watched the wrestling for a while. You know, I do like the wrestling, but I haven't watched it for a while. But I did. I knew it was WrestleMania week because uh, it's not just a weekend. There was a build up to it and all that as well. And I did notice that, yeah, it had rain and delayed play as such. Uh, so, ah, yeah. Did they have cups uh, of tea? Did they have a cup of tea while they were Sandwiches. I know they did have the hood, those, um, or what do you call those things you wear? Cagoules. Oh, the they were wearing they had the ponchos for the first 10 15 minutes, so it's ridiculous. You know, they, uh, the suits on and ponchos over them. Oh, they'd be all right for food anyway, but then the new day would have served up some pancakes, wouldn't they? The, the best bit, sorry, I, I need to say that, I know we're drifting away from Scottish football. The best bit was one of the female wrestlers was coming down the ramp, acting all hard, giving the, the big eye arm. She fell on her arse. <laughs> she literally kind of <laughs> slipped and just went flying, which was quite a good highlight for me. But I, uh, I was, I was, the first night was unreasonable, um, so I watched the second night um, tonight probably. I suppose we have got a link, though, with the wrestling and the football, because obviously Drew McIntyre is a massive Rangers fan. Uh, um, so. I've I seen um, their promo, did you see it? Um, Rangers done, so they've done a, a thing where they had the um, WWE belt, but in the side, instead it's got the WWE stuff, it had the Rangers badges. And uh, they've done a presentation into the Rangers trophy room and everything. Yeah, that was nice. That's what they gave gave, Drew McIntyre gave a belt with a Rangers badge to the trophy room at Ibis. Is that what you're saying? 
Yeah, I think, well, when we say a belt, let's be honest, WWE probably sell them for about £50 a shot, so I don't think it's a real thing. So it's, it's probably some sort of belt that he's probably bought for 50 quid. gave it to Rangers, and they've done a wee presentation um, with them. Right. Um, but the, the weirdest thing that I've seen all weekend, actually, regarding football in WWE, was Triple H was on BT Sports promoting it. And um, it came out he was a West Ham fan. Who knew? Well, did, he, did he not used to go like that? Generation X, it makes sense. That, that's the most tedious that's, link I think I've ever heard in my life. That's, that's where people <laughs> need to see that, obviously. Well, folk that know wrestling know what a Generation X sign is. Yeah. They know what West Ham sign is. So there you go. It's simple. It's obvious. <sighs> Aye, it's, it's, it's a bit of a tedious link. Oh, you know what I mean? Cool. To be honest with you, I mean. Plus, he likes pumping iron. We thought we were going to football. We're going to the Scottish football. It's So, I maybe start a wee bit backwards. I'll be honest, I never caught the highlights of the Rangers Hibs game. For mm. Rangers, it's just a case of them trying to remain undefeated, which they did. Um, I believe there was a bit of controversy in terms of Hibs. Maybe should have had a, a goal that wasn't given. Um, for Hibs, the main thing is that. They remain obviously in third place, but Heat's a wee bit back on them because now the gap between them and Aberdeen is only four points, um, which might still be all right because there's four games to play. Aberdeen have got more difficult games because they've obviously got Celtic and Rangers still to play, um, whereas Hibs have now played obviously one of them. Do you think Hibs will throw away third place? I've seen the highlights of this game, um, and to be fair, Hibs played quite well. Um, it was one of those things where they never took their chances. Rangers scored, and then that was kind of it for them. Um, Nisbet had a good chance in the first half. Um, try to think of the lad to the other one that went just past the post. So they had a good couple of chances. Uh, Probably think they will hold on just because Aberdeen are still trying to find their feet, um, and Hibs are that inconsistent that they could probably go on a good run. And that, that's the only thing you can say about it, and the fact that you never know what you get with Hibs. You know, you could sit here and think, "Nah, they won't," because they'll probably lose a couple of games. But Hibs being Hibs could. Pro- could easily win the next four games. They could win the next four, they could lose the next four. That's, that's what it, Hibs, yeah. That's, that's what Hibs can do. Um, yeah, I still think that if they were to throw it away now, it would be a bad season for them because, as I said, four points clear now. For all we've been spoken about, has been terrible. Hibs haven't been that much better than us. Um, mm. It's just a case of they've been less worse than what we have. I, I think. I think what's really was when Aberdeen went in that a dismal run, a dismal run, I should say. Um, you know, where prior to McInnes getting the sack, where obviously they weren't scoring goals and they were just dropping points left, right, and centre. Whereas Hibs, although weren't great, were still picking up wins here and there. Um, so that's probably helped helped them out. It'll be interesting next season to see how both of them do 
But, yeah. yeah. I, I, I would probably still think Hibs will, will finish third, to be honest with you. Just because I still feel Aberdeen are still trying to find defeat. And I don't think until Glass comes in properly, um, you'll, n- you'll not really know where you'll get with Aberdeen. Yeah, I mean, it could potentially be all, all but decided in the next set of fixtures anyway, because Hibs are at home to Lovey, who are now in free fall, like, since Aye. Johnson beat them. They've just not been the same team at all, whereas Aberdeen play Celtic, and we know how well Aberdeen got on against Celtic. Though maybe Scott Brown will help us out, he has a own goal or something like that. <laughs> help us out with a victory. Do you know what? Aberdeen are a strange team when it, when, it, when it comes to Celtic games. Um, some sometimes strange, I think strange. Yeah. Mate, you could probably have picked a different word than strange. I know, but I, I don't want to swear on a family podcast. Um, as an Aberdeen fan, it must be frustrating because you know your team can play so much better well, at times. You, you know, maybe not for a lot of this season, but yeah. In, in the past under McInnes, but I think we've just said for like giving Celtic a bit too much respect quite often, mm. and it's not really worked out. I, I, I think to be honest with you, I, I, I think Aberdeen will probably be happy to get fourth, get the fourth place, and then start the season again. Not because they don't want to finish third, but I think they probably think it'll take a lot for them to get that third place. To be honest. Yes. Uh, so I, I think they will yeah. be happy for fourth. Well, I don't know about happy about fourth, but I, you only want to lose fourth place now. Mm. Uh, I suppose the one thing will be it'll be Stephen Glass's first league game in charge. Uh, mm. So it could be an ideal way to get a yes. Yeah, you in the league if you were to get a victory. I uh, I, I wouldn't put too much on, on the Knicks four games with Glass in charge. The only thing you can maybe look at is the style of play because you'll not have the players that you'll want in. I mean, even though you may, you may not have a lot of money to spend, you'll still want to buy players in and bring people in, you know, to try and go with a style of play that he wants to play. Um, yeah. so, so the only thing I'd probably take out of the next four games is how Aberdeen play, not so much results, but how they play. If it's more attacking, as he said, he's going to be. Um, or if, if it's still the same, quite defensive and negative Aberdeen. Uh, well, certainly over the last couple of games, a lot of the football has been possession-based, building from the back, etc., etc. And I don't know if that's been class's influence or not, because Sheeran could play for that way for a one year as well. Uh, mm. I don't really follow the youth setup of the reserve league as much. But by all accounts, class at Atlanta too, when he was in charge at Atlanta, he does like to play a possession-style game. Um, so I will see what happens. I totally agree, though. We'll, we'll not see the full benefits until next season. He's only got what four, maybe five games. Could be maybe a couple more, depending on how we're going in the cup um, to the end of the season. It's the same set of players mm-hmm. that have been used to. Exactly. Uh, that, 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 that's a, that's the thing for me. It, it's it's going to be the same players. Now you you can talk to them to your blue in the face about this is how you want to play football and this is what you want to do but sometimes when you've been drilled all season and you know it's coming to the end players will just kind of kind of stick to what they know and that's the thing we've only got we've not got a lot of players in contract at the end of the season so there is a, a wee window for some of these players maybe to show glass that they're worth keeping a hold of 
I I would imagine the glass has probably got in his mind more or less who he wants to keep and get rid of. I, I, there may be one or two that he's maybe 50-50 on that he's unsure about and that could be just simply because of the positions um, that he might not have the best cover for or what have you but I would imagine he'll go in there think, kind of having an idea of who he's wanting to keep and who he's wanting to get rid of I mean, He has come out and said he's watched all the games um, so yeah, he'll, he'll, I think he will have enough idea The main thing will be is he certainly will be a, a big focus on youth that's something that Aberdeen want to do as a club anyway that's partly why Glass has been brought in because of what he does with young players. So we've started to see a wee bit of that, even though he's not officially in charge of with the likes of McKenzie playing at left back. Even boy Ramsey had a right good game against Dumbarton before he went off, only 17 and looked really composed, good in the ball. Um, so you've got the likes of him. We had nine players involved on Saturday who had come through the youth ranks, which mm-hmm. I think we are a sign of things to come going forward. So it shows our youth system is working. Um, and then you've got the likes of Ferguson and McCrory, who are not exactly that old either. So, aye, it could be, I think it'll be exciting times. We've got a tough game against Livingston, obviously, in the Cup. Even mm. though I was saying earlier, Livingston have been struggling recently. A Cup one-off game, you just don't know what will happen. I'm hoping the fact that we've had two games back-to-back, OK, we maybe can escape the 1-0 victory, but a couple of clean sheets. It does build a wee bit of confidence in terms of being a bit more secure at the back. It's just still, you want to see that wee bit more going forward, and it is. By all accounts of what we know, it will be Glass's first game in charge properly. So, you want to make an instant impression uh, as a manager. I haven't seen the highlights of the um, the game of the uh, Aberdeen St. Johnson, but I did see the cup game that was on the BBC. Yeah. Um, and it was, I think, frustrating, I think, would be the word I'd probably use in the sense that they had chances to obviously get over and done with, but they just they just never took them properly. They just can't, and then when the chances started to dry up a wee bit, they kind of huffed and puffed, and Dumbarton, I think, had two chances. I'm going to say they're great chances, but they're two chances to get in that game. Um, and I think before Aberdeen scores. And I think that's where Aberdeen probably need to look at uh, maybe strength and maybe creativity up front because they're, they're getting chances but they're not clear-cut chances, if you know what I mean. Yeah. They, they seem to struggle when there's teams behind the ball yep. or break, breaking teams down. Um, like, uh, if you go back to the very first game of the season against Rangers, they, they didn't know how to break Rangers down, and Rangers were just hitting them counter-attack, 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 constantly. Because my memory of that game was always Morelos practically going one-on-one all, all, all the time through. Um, I mean, not be Morelos, maybe um, Kent, but it was always someone, a Rangers player going through clear. You know, there's so many times. And that seemed to be the thing for the whole season, where teams sat back, Aberdeen were struggling to break teams up, and it was like half chances they were trying to convert. Yeah, no, it's definitely been a problem for a long time, but um, aside from the spell, we were playing really good football on the season, the majority of the season just kind of hasn't been good enough. You can argue about unlucky injuries, because obviously, even after the likes of Cosgrove went away and we brought in the likes of Hornby, Hornby then got injured within a couple of games, which wasn't great. 
so he's not managed to play much football, though he did come on and make an impact to the weekend. Um, so I would think we might see him start in the cup game because uh, I don't think Kimberry has been particularly impressive. Kimberry, we know what he's like. He's one of these players that kind of flowers to deceive a lot of the time. Mm. He's in the mood, he can be terrific, but at times I think he can be a bit kind of ball greedy. He wants to be the he's a gamble as a manager he can either become a great player or he'll just be one of them that's just kind of there for the end of the season and away he'll go he's only on loan is that right yeah, or, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, on loan yeah I don't think we'll see him that season at Aberdeen uh, yeah, he's, he's one of the ones I think if, if he's not in it he's, he's, his heart's not in it um, and I don't know, I can't really say. He, he didn't look too great. Because um, he played in the Dumbarton game, I'm sure, and he didn't look too great enough from what I remember. Nah, yeah. not uh, but in terms of like, the contest, obviously, we're going to preview the Scottish Cup a wee bit at the same mm. time as going over the weekend action briefly. The game, I mean, Aberdeen Levy, what do you think will go through? It was tough to say Aberdeen, just because Livy are just in free fall at the minute. Uh, I think they've more or less achieved what they would have wanted, top six in a cup final. Um, I, I don't think they would have probably, at the beginning of the season, expected any more. I mean, I think maybe getting to the cup final, no offence to St Johnston, but a team like they think at that time they probably thought they could be. It may be a wee bit gutting for them that they've never won it. But if you'd said to them at the beginning of the season, top six and cup final, I think they would have been more than happy with that. Uh, obviously, there's the whole change with the fixtures as well now, because Aberdeen are like playing the Saturday instead of the Sunday. Celtic mm. and Rangers, who are supposed to play on the Saturday, play each other on the Sunday. So. I, yeah, but we'll, we'll go in again to that in more detail, but I think I, I don't understand why that game couldn't have been moved to a five o'clock kickoff. Is there any particular reason? Which one? The Celtic Rangers on the Saturday. TV, Just move it. Obviously, Premier Sports want to. Um, how should we put it? They obviously want. To, they are focused mainly on Celtic and Rangers. They don't. I don't think they have too much concern about the other teams. Um, mm. So I think Aberdeen and Livingston will play at half five in the Saturday, which is against one of the big English games. Is, is that another cup, one of the cup semi-finals? Is it a Saturday and another yeah. one's a Sunday? Whereas Celtic and Rangers will play in the... You know what it's like? They want, the, they want that to be the... Now the TV audience. Aye. So that's what it comes down to, basically. Uh, Aye, well... Uh, I mean, going back to that, you'd imagine Aberdeen should win, a, win that game, to be honest with you. Like, I can't see... I think Livingston are probably going to take a wee bit of soul-searching after the game against Celtic in the weekend. Uh, by all accounts, even the Livy manager said it's probably the worst performance that he's seen uh, in his seven years at the club. Um, so um, they might make a few changes um, before. So I think he'll definitely make changes. Uh, I mean, Celtic are... Tremendous, I think. If it wasn't for your Victorian goal, it could have been double figures easily. Uh, mm. Well, I, th- I think Livy were good for the first 20 minutes, I think it was, before Celtic scored. Was it 25th or something like that? Um, Celtic scored, I'm just double checking. Um, and then they just kind of caved in. 
half an hour, 30 minutes before Celtic scored James Forrest. So, and then from there on in, they've, they've just kind of collapsed, um, especially the second half, um, and they've lost four goals. Um, I'll probably t- defensively that'll, that'll take a lot out of them you know what I mean because that's the thing they've been known for all season for being a tight defence um, because last time they played Celtic um, a Celtic pub to drew 0-0 yeah. um, so I um, yeah you would think Aberdeen will win that game aye but uh, aye, with Celtic and Livingston obviously the big concern is Forrest going off injured again uh, mm. Obviously, for a Celtic point of view, but for a Scotland point of view as well, you would hope that he could have got fit, played a few games, and then made it into the Euro squad. I don't know how bad the injury is for the weekend or whether it'll put him at risk. I don't know I've, not, I've not heard anything much about it. I mean, um, I knew it went off. I hadn't watched the game live, I've seen the highlights. Um, I knew it went off with an injury. I, I, I'd like to say I don't think it's a series just simply because I've not heard many rumours on Twitter or anything um, normally Twitter for its fault is quite good I mean something major is going wrong you know uh, you normally hear if there's a, a bad injury or what have you so I'm just hoping it's something that will keep them out maybe for a, a week maybe two at, at most bad timing obviously if he is out for the Rangers game because we could have done with them yeah. um, but I suppose if, if you're looking at a, for a, a long-term situation, I'd rather I'm missing the Rangers game than him being out for another season or something again. You know, I'd rather have a couple of weeks. So, in that aspect, um, hopefully it's not too serious. Aye. What are you going to make a Celtic just now going into the game against Rangers? I think they've got a bit more confidence in terms of that they can... It's how... Sportsin made a good point actually, it's how they deal with the pressure and Sportsin were talking about it um, last night um, when there's no pressure on them they look good like Saturday um, you know they can stroll around, you've got Ayer coming out like Beckenbauer at the back and everything, everything's great but then when there's a bit of pressure you, you never quite know where you've got to get with them um, and that's, that, that's going to be the interesting thing because obviously they could go for like winning the cup five times in a row uh, or trying to win the only bit of silverware they can do this season. So it'll be interesting to see what they like when there's a wee bit of pressure on them. But on their day, I think I think they can. I, I think they can still match Rangers um, on their day. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't go as far as to say that they're the best team like John Kennedy said. Um, but I do think we, we, we could match them. Um, but again, you're having to rely. He's just trying to build up the first confidence, isn't he? Yeah. Like said, bad <clears throat> but, do, but do you know what? It's the kind of thing Rangers used to say. And we used to laugh at them and, and I hated it. We, Scott Brown was always in the paper saying we do our talking in the pitch and all that kind of thing. Don't, don't say anything about it. Don't say that you think we're still a better team. Because, God for. God forbid to get beat as a Celtic fan, then it's Rangers fans are all going, ha ha, he's making these statements again. You know, just, I don't like I don't like making those kind of statements in public. Say it in house, yeah, but yeah. don't don't say in public because it's, it's it's too big. You know what I mean? And it's too obvious what the reaction will be. And it's quite easy for them to stick it on, you know, like the, the board inside the the Ibrox dressing room. 
You know what I mean? They'll say, we've won away with this league, but these folk who are there think they're the best team still. And then it hypes them up as well. So don't say anything, just keep it to yourself. What do you make of the continuing managerial saga? Because obviously, by all accounts, everyone seems to think that Eddie Howe has been pretty much guaranteed the job if he wants it. But he's considering his options, obviously, because there's jobs down south that could become available in the summer. Yeah, well, the, apparently the, the the first stumbling block became over the general manager um, or whatever it is they're calling her these days, director of football or what have you. Um, so Celtic seem to be really keen in the boy Fergal Harkin from Man City. That's, that seems to be the big one. That's who they're after. Um, whereas... Your man house seems to want his mate Richard Hughes in. You know, the boy that used to do the Italian football in BT Sports. He was a co-commentator. So, that seemed to be the initial problem. And then there was an issue with regards to the backroom team and how much influence you would have with stuff. Um, and now it seems to be that he's not going to make a decision until the beginning of the season. Um, sure they're going to leave it that long. Like yeah. if it's no, they can't, they can't because it, this is probably going to be the biggest rebuild since probably Martin O'Neill came. Because you've got a new CEO in charge, you have a director of football who's, who's going to be brand new to everything, that I don't even know who that's going to be. The manager and the whole new coaching staff. You've then got the situation that they need to decide they can keep one the three goalies or they have to spend money and get a new keeper in. Um, you've got probably Ayer away. Um, you've got probably Edward away. Uh, who else have we got? Christie, probably Obiowski. I don't think his heart's in it anymore. Uh Brown, the captain, he's, he'll be away at Aberdeen. Yep. You've got all the lone players, Duffy, Laxalt, Elianusi, um, uh, John, John Joe Kenny, all them, they'll be gone. Yeah. So you're not even looking at one or two or three players to rebuild the squad. It is a whole squad that yeah, you have to bring in. You're, you're looking at potentially about 75% of your first team that's been started uh, regularly. Uh, yeah. The second half of the season. But the, but this is where we've had this conversation before about the whole mess and the structure of the club. Uh, when we, we're learning, Michael Stewart on BBC Scotland made a cracking point. Um, he was talking about this. He said that if you think back, who's been linked with the Celtic job since November? So Lennon went away in March. So. We're now April and we still haven't convinced them. Or are you still not convinced to come? The way I'd be looking at it if I was a Celtic fan is see if Eddie Howe is considering his options. Mm. Pardon your French, but you would be saying, Well, get to France. Aye. And you'd be getting someone in there actually wants the job. Mm. Well, I know it's fair enough. He's out he's he's obviously he's within his right, he's out of contract, he's not on a job. Mm. So he can consider his options. But for Celtic's point of view, they need to get someone in. I know you can say you wait and you get the right man in, but how long do you wait? Do you wait until it's 
European qualifiers and you're in a situation again whereby you're you're not going to get in the say for example you don't get in the Europa League and then it's a mm. it's a less attractive job. It's not it's not it's not even just that, it's it's the fact that there's so much to be done. That has to be that has to be done quite early doors, you know? Like getting that team built around. I mean, part of the whole reason Brown was going to Aberdeen is because he, he, he openly said he didn't know what was happening at Celtic. He, 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 he didn't know what the situation was, what they could offer him. And that's no way you can run a club. At, at this moment in time, the, the club is rudderless. They're just kind of... They're a canoe going down a river with no oars. They're just following the tide. And, and seeing where we're going, and, that, and that's basically what it is with Celtic, and nobody wants to take charge in, in fear of doing something wrong. Yeah, the thing I would say as well from it is, I mean, I don't see a Newcastle and a Crystal Palace job being more attractive than what the Celtic job potentially is. Yeah. Um, and they, the two of them, I mean, Newcastle would be as big a challenge, if not bigger, than Celtic in a way because of their fans' expectations of them being a big club. Mm. Debate that whether they are a big club or not. They're certainly a well-supported club, but Celtic are, are a big club. Mm. A well-supported club, and you know, fight well. If he does well, if he was to come in and do well, I think he would be given a bit of back. And I think whatever manager comes in, will mm. get back in the summer to get the right players in to then get back on track and put in a challenge for the Rangers squad. That I don't think think needs much work done in the summer. Nah, no. I mean. W- but down to money at the end of the day money and probably the prestige of being in the Premiership again now Newcastle for me uh, are a club that's always going to be either mid-table or fighting relegation um, to be honest with you now potentially they should be higher up but unless their chairman and their directors change and something happens with that I don't think there'll be anything other than what they are at the minute now he, he may get a bigger budget than he would go at Celtic, which maybe that's what he's thinking of. But, Newcastle, I don't need to spend money. Particularly no, but... Palace, uh, Palace have got a rebuilding job in the summer, I think, because they've mm, got a contract, a lot older players. But they're not... Realistically, what could you do with either of those teams? Whereas with Celtic, you're coming in, you've got a chance to make a name for yourself, mm, challenge for titles, managing Europe. You're not going to get out of Newcastle Crystal Palace, probably. No, it, it's that thing, though, I suppose uh, he's English and he's probably thinking, do I go to the Scottish League? That, that's what it'll be. Because uh, I've had this argument so many times over the years with mates down here. Like when Moyes was Everton manager and he was leaving and I said, oh, I'd be great for Celtic. And they were like, oh, you should never leave Celtic. I'd rather him go to, like, uh, say, a Sheffield United or something. And I was like, I, I don't understand. You, you can get trophies. But they don't see it down there. They, they look at it as a step down. Um, coming to any league outside the Premiership. And I think maybe that's in his head. But for Celtic, Celtic need to decide what, what, what they do. That. I mean, they've got themselves into a hell of a mess by the fact the house seems to be their number one target and they've got no one backed up if the house thing yeah. collapses. And, and this is a problem because if King gets it now, the majority of fans will know that he's got it because how never wanted it. Yeah. Go back to the game coming up at the weekend. How does Celtic go about beating Rangers? 
they they need to be wise to the the th- the, th- the three man attack. You know, when they hit him, there's no much point Celtic having all the ball and then losing it and then getting caught out. What Celtic really need to do as well is put pressure on the Rangers' defence for the kickoff. Um, make sure they're on them. Don't give them a bit of time in midfield. Don't let them play around them. Uh, they, they need to do that. I was, I was reading a, a book actually um, about German philosophy, especially by Munich and Borussia Dortmund. I think called Gegenpressing. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the kind of thing I, I, I think Celtic need to really do: press up, press up in Rangers and try and keep them penned in. Um, <laughs> Whether or not they'll do it, I, I, I don't know. So, sometimes they, they look a wee bit lacklustered, but I think they need to make sure they're pressing the Rangers' defence and Kent doesn't get a sniff of the ball. Yep. You weren't far off in the last league game. In the last league game, Celtic were definitely the better side. Uh, I suppose as well, the other thing is, for a lot of Celtic players, this is one of your last maybe a couple of times you'll play there. Mm-hmm. Just the likes of Edward and that, they'll want to go out with a line if they are. You think Edward definitely is leaving, but they'll want to go out and show that they aren't a bad team. Mm. Yeah. At least if you were to get go through and then you eventually maybe win the Scottish Cup, it's not mm. a cup for not winning the league. But at least it maybe shows well, okay, this group of players have maybe still got a wee bit about them in terms of uh, character and resilience and. It's, do you know what? It's, it's something. It's I, I would like. Obviously, you want to win the Scottish Cup. You know what I mean. Um, and it's just a shame that sometimes the people don't value the Scottish Cup as the way it used to be valued. But for me, I think winning the Scottish Cup about a, a nice wee end to the season kind of thing, um, and then just starting afresh. You you know, just starting afresh and like rebuilding. But just the way things are, the minute we Celtic think everything's just a mess. Everybody just you're just going from week to week to be honest to see what's happening. Yeah, um, in terms of other kind of teams that we've mentioned, obviously Aberdeen played St Johnson the weekend. They are fixture the weekend. They're at home to Clyde. You would expect St Johnson should go through. Mm. I would I would think Clyde have been in decent form recently. Don't get me wrong. Um, I think they've been having to play almost every third day. Um, they're continuing to play games, but you would expect St John's not go through. Um, Aye, that's, that's bound to catch up in Clyde and, and, and those teams, especially when they're part-time, you know what I mean? Yeah. Is Strunrad against Hibs a potential banana skin for Hibs? Um, not if Hibs take it the way it should be taken professionally. As long as Hibs don't go into it thinking, oh, we can just walk over Sunra, um, then no, I, I wouldn't have thought so. I, I mean, I think Queen of the South would have been the team that would have bet them, but they managed to get through that quite easily enough, so... Yeah, you'd expect Hibs to get through. I mean, Sunra Yeah. Hibs are obviously third in the table, so you would expect it should be kind of comfortable. Um... Aside from that, I feel like it's some of the other games that took place at the weekend. Kilmarnock and North County, to all Kilmarnock are starting to show a wee bit of character. 
um, starting to score goals, obviously they've been helped out by Lafferty. Mm. Still, they're still really poor, I think, in the back, which surprises me because Tommy Wright's been there a wee bit of time now. You would think he would have made them kind of resilient, hard to beat, but they're, they're still considering poor goals at set plays. And Ross County, just what you'd expect under John Hughes, character, fight, um, decent going forward, but again, poor at the back, which probably is a sign of why they're where they are in the league table. At least they're scoring goals, to be fair. I mean, I, if you remember the beginning of the season, I was... I, them and Dundee United, the two teams I was constantly giving a battering to. Oh, I just, Dundee United, don't you? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, um, so they, they were like the two teams where I, I, I just, I just didn't like watching, to be honest with you. But since you just came in, he, he's he's managed to get them going away with the again decent results. I mean, and at least in the games they are losing, they are putting a wee bit more fight into stuff. Uh, I'm just having a look at the table now. I mean, it's, it's what three, three points. Three points. Three, so it's, it's all to play for still. Uh, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I would have said Kilmarnock were the team to go down, but Lafferty definitely has given a wee bit of a spark or something different. Mm. It still wouldn't surprise me that they do go down because Hamilton, as we know, will grind out results, and it won't surprise me if they get a couple of results before the end of the season and they, they end up either safe or they end up in the playoff position. Uh, I, I think the pressure's getting to Hamilton now. You know, you had the outburst for Brian Rice last weekend. Yeah. Um, which, to be fair, isn't really like Hamlin. Hamlin are normally like a club where nothing ever happens. You know, you never really get any big news or anything shocking for Hamilton. So when you had that, like, outburst, um, I think the pressure's starting to get to them. And you look at the, the goals that they've conceded, 61 goals this season, which is the most in, in the league. Well, they in Ross County, actually. They've conceded 61, so... Even look at that, that's like fixture, that's against Motherwell, what an ideal time to get mm. the errors out and maybe work your way to safety because they've got a good record against Motherwell in recent times. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, they, they do. I mean, it's a derby game for them, isn't it, though, Hamilton, yeah, Motherwell. Yeah. So, oh, oh, yeah, I mean, obviously, get, like, raise their game a wee bit. Um, but are they showing any of the, the lower half games at all live? Because I've not seen anything advertised. Because it used to be BT Sports used to always show like the, the bottom six, like a game each week. I would think they'll probably on the last day of the season show something, but I think up until then, the focus will be on the top six. Yeah, I, ju- I just hope they're showing the playoffs as well because that's another thing BT Sport used to always do. They used to always show you the playoff. Yeah, um, playoffs. Well, assuming the playoffs are all going to get played, mm. then they will be shown. But that, um, so we'll see what happens. But Scottish Cup wise, Kilmarnock are home to Montrose, so again you would expect Kilmarnock should be all right. Mm. They are and. The other two, they're not in the league. They're not in the cup anymore. So they're out. Oh, Give some time just to concentrate in the league then for them. Yeah. Uh, so the other two that were involved at weekend, Motherwell and St. Johnson, are both at home ties at weekend. St. Mary have got a tricky one, I think, against Inverness. Uh, mm. 
Motherwell, I would expect to get, take care of Mort. Yeah, you, you would, because you'd think Motherwell would just be too strong for Morton, to be honest. Um, Morton seems to have had a bit of a up and down season, haven't they? Yeah. Um, probably more downs than ups, to be honest, but um, uh, you would imagine Motherwell. Down in Capel, was that? No, Motherwell at home. Oh, Motherwell home, aye. Yeah, Motherwell all day long, I would imagine, should win that quite easily. But do you know what is all? You never know because you don't know what kind of teams they pull out. You'd like to think they would all play strong teams, but with the relegation quite close as well. And only, I know they're not in it, but. Only Kilmarnock, though, are really in the relegation, I would say. And I think if you've got a chance, especially with Rangers and Celtic, you plenty of the Cup, then you play your best team because you've got a good chance to get into the final. Hmm. I suppose the only thing that they might go against them is if by some mad crazy thing the mother will get beaten this is in the league, the mother will lose in the league and the other three teams below them win then obviously they all they get dragged in a wee bit then but they are nine points clear to come on there's an games to play so ah, it should be alright then there'd have to be a, a set of extraordinary results for the mother will get dragged back into it mm, should be alright and that's it Case in, so I in that scenario, then you would imagine that will play the, the strongest team in that case. Like, right, don't be Morton quite easily, I think. Yeah, and then your pals, Dundee United, got a good break in the weekend. They're now in the position where Byron in seventh, but got more points in sixth place at Georgia than fourth. Eh? You still know happy about Dundee United. You know what? I'll give them the draw for the first season. Positionally wise, they've done well. You know, so far they're seventh, I think, in the league. Yep. Strong mid table, I suppose. Um, what else says? Maybe I'm being a bit hard. Maybe I've got images of Dundee United, of Dundee United back in the day when they were like late 80s, early 90s. To me, Dundee United will always be one of the bigger teams in Scottish football. Um, I know, but it's 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 that thing with the name, isn't it? I think we you say Dundee United, you automatically think uh, the, the good old days of Dundee United. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's it. Uh, obviously, like folk have just got into the game in the last maybe ten years, um, probably don't think like that. But our generation always thinks that Dundee United has been one of the top five. You know, it was always Celtic, Rangers, Aberdeen, Hearts, Dundee United. Um, I think the main thing you've probably not liked about it this season is they've been a bit cautious. But I would yeah. say if you'd ask most Dundee United fans at the start of the season, if you can finish 7th place, I think they'd be delighted for that. It's a bit to build on for that season. Mm. Most teams in the league this season, I think, have been pretty cautious. Um, there's not been a tremendous amount of goals for teams outside of Rangers. No. Yeah, I mean, you're right, actually, in fairness, because um, I was thinking, like, I think nearly every team has had problems with strikers. Yeah. They, uh, most, you you know? A goal, a game or less, which mm. is, is not great. I've never known a season where it's really been like that, where other than R- Rangers, I mean, even Celtic at times have struggled having like an out and out striker. Yeah, 
you know? For us at Aberdeen, we are actually averaging less than a goal a game. 33 goals in 40, uh, 34 games, which to be in fourth place is probably absurd when you score that amount of goals. Mm, I mean, let's see. Four, seven, two, five. I mean, Hibs, see, I mean, I think that's probably shown. I mean, Hibs will get 45 goals, but they've had that boy nice bit up front for them. So that's obviously helped helped with them. Um, and as you say, I mean, Chris, like, Livingston have scored 40, which is quite, I think they're the fourth highest. Yeah. Which I, which I would never have thought of, to be honest. But, I mean, Ross County, 28, when we've talked about them. But I don't United, they're just, yeah, they, I don't know. I, I just don't enjoy watching them. I've seen, I've seen them a couple of times on the telly and... Aye, it's yeah, nothing. They're just the the very pragmatic is probably the word I'd use. Yeah, um, they are in the cup. They are away to four on the weekend. Do you see any shocks there, or do you think Dundee they'll get through all right? They should get through all right um, against four. To be honest with you, you would imagine that they'll probably be a one 0 win for them. You know, grind it out. I bet Sunday United we're talking about. Okay. I'll, I'll go. I'll go with one, one, one. They'll probably still play one man up front. Hey, what if it's Shankland? They've got Mitty and Clark. I think it's just in, in midfield. Activity, and that's been the case for most of the season. So going by that, then this weekend you don't see any cup shots. No, I, I don't, and I, I don't think you tend to have many in the Scottish one, really. You may get one per season or one every couple of seasons when you have like, a Scottish shock. This season, that was a, a massive shock. Yeah. But that was kind of like swept under the radar because it was hardly any coverage of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know... You've actually lost as well for winning the league. They've done the job. I don't know why. Yeah. There's a fair amount of blighting online about obviously what happened. Why not just... You've won the title, you've gotten back to the top flight, mm. showed that it was maybe um, you were hard done by on the pitch, where your, your performances in the pitch that season. It's done, what's done is in the past is, is in the past. You know, like, can I look forward and. Yeah, I mean, congratulations yeah. to them. But, I mean, what, what a lot of these people forget is. They were terrible that season. They, they, you know, and I know the way it ended wasn't great for them, but they were in free fall. And they even brought players in to try and help them out. And they didn't look... They brought in the boy boys, didn't they? He came in to he try and help them. He came in aye, last season, aye, yeah. Mm, so they spent a fair while. And they had... Um, oh, they got thing, man. I think it was the beginning of the season. Was it Glenn Whelan? Remember him? They got him, the Irish international. The midfielder. Going back again to last season, yeah. yeah, I mean, so 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 they they bought players in and they never really get any better. Um, they, they they weren't a great team, and last season they were probably the worst team in the league. But this season, obviously, they've kind of came in and they've been in the championship, and it's been a bit stop start with everything. But they've more or less bossed that league for, for the start. Uh, Hearts, a lot of Hearts fans will still aren't maybe too happy. You wonder whether Nielsen will be there at the start of that season or not. Mm. I think, though, you need to get a bit of continu- continuity. Um, 
I don't know. I've not seen Arts play much this season, to be fair. But they've got the job done. That was the main thing. Then focus on what they can do in that season. At the other end of the table, looking like Alawa are going to get relegated. Um, you can't really see a way out for them. The other, but there's plenty to play for elsewhere. Because if you look at the top four, um, out with Hearts, you get Wraith Rovers, Dundee, Inverness, and then Fairman and Queen of the South all within six points of each other with four games to go. Hi, there's, there's some good names there. You know what I mean? All teams you, you, you know top league experience at one time or another. Um, the championship is always the hardest league because you've, you've got the winners go up obviously, but then the rest of the, from second to fourth are all in a playoff pyramid. And yeah, it's not so easy. Well. Yeah. League, only 27 games getting played. Because even if you take the full table, between second and ninth, there's 11 points between them. Uh, I mean, I'm just having a wee look. I mean, aye, because I mean, top goal scorers, I mean, Liam Boyce, Hearts, 14 in the league. And then after that, it's um, your man Todorov in Vaness uh, with nine. Um, and Osmond Snow, remember him? He used to be at Hearts, yeah. he's a Dundee now. Uh, eight goals. Um, Dundee might be the ones I think to look out for because they've obviously got Jason Cummins in there as well now and Charlie Adam and go thrive in these big games towards the end of the season so they would be the ones for me to watch out they've been in decent form them and Inverness um, I can't see Dunfermline getting back into this with the top four because their form recently has been dreadful Queen of the South had gone on a good run but last few games we've got 1-1 one, one in the last four so much as I'm saying it's tight between those maybe Five teams that expect the teams that are in second, third, and fourth will finish in second, third, and fourth. They might not necessarily finish mm. in that order. Um, but yeah, I would stick my neck out and say those will be the three that will be in there. But then I'm, on I'm the just... other end, you've got mm. Morton or Broth and they are all within a point of each other for the the, 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 the playoff. Playoff, the yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't like to see Morton go down. I've got a bit of a soft spot for Morton. Uh, yeah, probably a broth would be the one, I think, looking at it. Uh, I mean, a broth were minus 9, uh, Morton minus 11, both in 26. So you've only got a two-goal swing there. Uh, let's just see what else there is. Still a bit of debate about the playoffs and whether they will take place. See that that, that, that this is two. I think the top two flight top two leagues will be all right. But but, but you know what? This is just typical Scottish football. We're talking away about all oh, this position, that position, and then it could end up with there's nothing. It's just the champions and the bottom team goes down or something, or there'll be no relegation in playoff or something. Well, I think um, the main problem is League 1 and League 2, they don't think that, they think there's a possibility they won't manage to complete the 22 games that they were they were asked to complete. But then on the knock-on effect is with the Lowland League and the Highland League, they were obviously both declared early, uh, which mm. has looked like it's led to the resignation of the guy at Brecon, who are bottom of the table in League 2. He's resigned from the board. Mm. Um, and we know what it's like in Scotland. The SPFL and all the likes will try and protect what they've got, as opposed to a progressive pyramid, which is something we've complained about. It's all very good having a pyramid. Mm. We need to have a pyramid that actually sees progression. 
and not a case of jumping hoops and circles to try and get into the league. Uh, I, it, it seems, from me, my point of view, that in the pyramid system, you have an elitist attitude. We've got that, oh, we're the SPFL clubs and you are the Highland and Lowland leagues, so we'll make it harder for you and, you know what I mean, we'll, get, we'll make sure you just go through hoops to even get to a playoff against one of our SPFL teams. It's... Uh, they need to really look into this and make sure this something's done because these teams are probably better than some of the teams we've probably got in Division problem. 2. That's the problem. Aye. Teams are scared that if they go out in the leagues, they will struggle to get back into them. Like Berry Rangers in East Stirling? We've already seen that already. Mm. Uh, whereas there's teams with ambition, the likes of your Celtics, your Brother Rangers, that are hopefully going to win these playoffs. They want to progress. They want to do well. The Celtics mm. are... I mean, the ambition of Brennan and Barry Ferguson, obviously they think that they can go places, you would think. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what you need. You need sometimes fresh ideas in, in Scottish football. There's been too many of the same old teams running Scottish football for the last probably what, 25 years. Probably the because everybody gets a vote and, and stuff. You, you know what I mean? And aye, you're right. It is it's the SPFL teams making sure they look after themselves. Um, how the, how they'll do it? I don't know. I mean. I, I don't know what options the low league team, no low league, sorry, the Highland and the Lowland teams have if the SPFL turn around and say, oh, there's no relegation. Well, and we just keep to the same SPFL. Legal, the legal route again. I think there's going to be a decision made at the end of this week, I think. There's a talk, I think there's talks at the end of the week, so we shall see what happens. But if there is to be still playoffs, etc., League One, it's between Falkirk and Cove, you would say, for the league. Mm. Um, I think that's what maybe could still be it with an outside shout. Um, you would be. I mean, I'm looking. I mean, this was Falkirk Cove party, and then Montrose because Montrose in 24 points. Uh, but you'd, you'd probably say Falkirk just simply because they, they've been the strong team all season um, in that league. I know they only played the 16, but. They, they seem to be the strongest and probably got the better budget facilities. Uh, Cove Rangers, to be fair to them, they've done well. Yeah, again, a, a team with lacking and ambitious. I, I thought they would do well this season. I think they were, they were kind of Some people thought they'd go straight back down. Uh, Other mm. people thought they would be in the playoff match. So, uh, it still really surprised me to see them end up winning the league. Yeah, because, I mean... To even split Falkirk and Thistle, I think a lot of folk thought it'd be Falkirk, sorry, Falkirk and Thistle would be the two teams um, that'd obviously be challenging to come back up and to be splitting them. It, yeah, they're, they're doing good, but again, it's, it's really tight. I mean, if you look at it, I mean, between third place and seventh, there's only four points. Yeah. You, you know, it's it's really tight. And then the bottom side of it, I mean, four for look away, don't they? I can't, I can't see... They've got 11 points. So. The only thing you would maybe say that could help them a wee bit, but they're not great at that themselves, is the fact that the Barn have struggled massively to score goals. You've got the Barn have only scored 8 goals in 16 games, which is awful. Mm. only slightly better with 10 goals. The thing that's helped the Barn is they're a wee bit tighter in defence. Mm. Uh, so, 
I suppose a lot depending whether the full complement of 22 games get played or it gets cut at 18. Uh, mm. When I looked at it the other day, I think I still seen that they had three fixtures that are actually shown as arranged beyond the weekend just past. Uh, All right, okay. So I don't know whether there's been any. Okay, let me see. Yeah, I can't see it. There's nothing shown for me yet. It's only fixtures in April. So, but again, it's it's just complete. I don't know, complete nonsense. It is. It's nonsense because like there's no set structure. They should have done what they've done down here with the rugby league, where they've done uh, they've done a percentage thing. You know, they divided the games by wins and all that kind of yeah. thing. And then you had like a, a threshold. So I think it was like 15 games you had to play before you could even like have a position. Um, and once you had the threshold, then went in the percentage. Um, because at the minute, every, everything is all up in there. And it's not good for the game, this. Because you know and I know that if this drags on to the end of the season and a decision isn't made, when they do make a decision, there's going to be parties that are give you aggrieved. Well, we don't want it. we don't want the whole situation like last season whereby it all ended up through the courts. It's mm. not good for the game. Uh, but that that's what will happen. You know that, and I know that because nobody will make a decision, and then it'll come to a point where they have to make a decision. And when they make a decision, there'll be clubs will be going, "Oh well, that's us screwed over." And you and you know that as well. And then it'll be legal. Uh, so that that's where it annoys me. They should just. Lay down the rules, early doors, and say this is what we want and this is what we need, and then everybody kind of says yeah or nay to it. Um, you know, similar to what they've done. To be fair, to, although a lot of people don't agree with, it, but I think you know, with regards to the junior football, as I say, oh, I'm thinking was a waste of Scotland football West league. Scotland, uh, at least the clubs kind of knew where everything stood, if they wanted to participate or not. Well, they, they ended up in the in the in the end up end of the season became null and void. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but at, at least a decision was made. Yeah. At this point in time, we're just kind of going through it and going through it well, and just hoping. I think just they don't know whether they can fulfil the fixtures because obviously there was a proposal. 18, 18 games was talked about at one point, but then I think some teams complained that eighteen wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then where do you draw? I know, but. It, Exactly. People surely argue that twenty-two is not enough. Um, and that, and that's a problem. There was some, there was agreement that right, okay, that's what we'll go with. But I would imagine it was clubs reluctant. But that's a, that's a problem we're talking about because no matter what happens, because nobody's making a decision, when the decision gets made, the clubs unhappy. And then 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 we have. You know, the the usual end of season farce where we have everybody all bickering. Yeah. So. We shall see. Um, aside from that, like to Queen's Park are looking good for promotion. Um, and outside of that, you've got made up the city, Stalin, Albion, and Elgin within a point of each other. And as we've said earlier, down the bottom, breaking look to be the ones that will probably be in the, the pyramid playoff. Do you know what? I'm happy for Queen's Park because they took a gamble by not being amateurs anymore. Um, 
they obviously sold or they got rid of Hamden. Um, they play some of the games at Falkirk Stadium, I think. From what, is it for next season? Is that happening? No, up to the end of this season. Is that it? And then they're going into Lesser Hamden next year, is it? Well, is that the plan? That's the plan, yeah. Okay. So, in, in fairness, at least they've had a wee bit of ambition and drive about them, you know? So, I'm, I'm happy that they've actually won, it looks like they gave one division to. It, aye, it does. Um, aside from that, if we talk about, we're talking about Lesser Hamden, Hamden, the announcement is now that they reckon there'll be fans at Hamden for the Euros, which mm-hmm. they're talking is at 12,000 fans. Yeah, I see now. I think so. I don't know how it'll work out because there'll be a fair amount of supporter club members. Are they going to just give. Must be a ballot, surely, or something. Uh, or must be going by your points, previous. I would think, yeah, points. Yeah. Uh, that. That's the only way they, they'll be able to do it, surely. But. See. Why sometimes, um, I, I hope they do it fairly with regards to it in the sense that they look at folks that have went to all the home games and not just ones that go to the away games, because all of them that go to the away games, fair play to them. They travel around the world to watch Scotland and, and that's fantastic, but not everybody can afford, you know what I mean, to travel abroad um, all the time. And you get people that go to all the home games but then don't kind of get a look in sometimes because they don't go to the away games. I hope it's kind of done evenly and it's, it works out the way it should be. Yeah, suppose though in a way it might work out. Pretend, oh, I don't know. Who knows how it'll work out. But I don't know what they'll do. Nah. I've not well, played any games for long enough, so I don't know what chance of getting a ticket, but... So that's you getting six. <laughs> That? <laughs> that's you again, six then. Ah, About six yeah. or seven. You know what I mean? We're a celebrity What's podcast. Ah, yeah. I'm part. We'll, we'll go up and say, listen, we're part of the media. We need to use our, <laughs> we need to use our contacts. I mean, maybe Craig Brown will ask Craig if he can. Aye. Uh, uh, but I potentially good news. I think get fans in. You'd rather that. Than mm. a completely empty stadium. I'm, I'm unsure. I still think we've seen it before. If you've got twelve thousand fans at hand, and it's not the greatest atmospheres, but it'll just be good for fans to be back. Is it, it depends where you put them and, and how you spread the fans out. I think. I think sometimes in the past, Scotland have done crazy things where they've left like ends empty, and then it's like hollow atmosphere in the place. If, if you could try and, for me, if you can try and spread it around quite evenly, then you, you'll get a decent atmosphere. But say, for example, they pile everybody into the, the, the BT stand, for well, example. They'll do that for distancing. They can't. How, how, much, about how much does the BT stand hold? Maybe 15,000, maybe. Alright, say, say they put like the majority in there and the majority in that the other main stand, well, no main stand, the other stand. That stand that says Hamden on it, then it's, it's going to look empty again behind the goals. I, I personally would try and do something where you're, you're filling maybe from the middle and walking your way around. You know, like behind the goals and then just walking all the way around where it's like the middle rows. 
Yeah, oh, I don't know. Who, who knows what they'll do? Because I suppose you want to try and make it look good for TV as well. Mm. Um, if that doesn't work, it just get as much cardboard cutouts of folk as you can then. Cardboard cutouts. I think they'll be, <laughs> be a cardboard cutout. Sure. Mm-hmm. Just good day things sorted. But no, it's good. It will be good to have fans back um, in some capacity, I think. Yeah, I'm mean, surprised that you actually managed to get you on tonight because unlike us up in Scotland where we've got to wait for the beer gardens to open, mm. your, your beer gardens were open today. I opened today, so that um, yeah, no, I, I, nah, I'm not, I'm not. If anything, I probably drank. I've had more drink during lockdown than than, than, than before. To be honest with you, now the pubs are never will be chocker. I mean, there's a, a pub literally five minute walk down there with a beer garden, and we drove past it tonight and. It was, it was just madness, honestly. You'd think the Pope was there blessing it or something like that, you know? Did you see any sorry states? Was that a Celtic pub? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's um, not just the local. I mean, nah, they look like we're all having a good time, put it that way. Um, but uh, uh, I've not um, seen anything. Still, a bit of time on now, half ten. Um, still early doors, I would imagine, about 11 o'clock. And what's your rules? Are you you still allowed in the pub beyond, or the beer gardens beyond ten o'clock, half ten? I think so. Anyway, aye. Normally, they're up to about eleven. Aye, but that was probably before COVID. <sighs> oh, I've no idea then. To be honest with you, to be honest, uh, aye, I've not got a clue. To be honest. Oh. You know, you, you, you manage to go for a bite to eat though nowadays. You better do that. Aye, um, we're basically more like allowed to do most things. All non-essential shops are opened again. Um, go for a, uh, any restaurant outside, all that kind of stuff. Aye, no, I'm looking so, forward to that, getting a wee bite to eat again outside. Aye, it's quite nice. So we'll be, but the, the thing is, at this point of time, the next few days is just going to be absolutely chocker. You know what I mean? Um, so... There's no much point. I can hold. I can hold out for another week or so. Well, you know what I mean? Calm down a bit. Aye. And then knowing my luck could probably arise a spike. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm ready to go out. Aye, Everything will be logged in not. again. Let's hope not. No, no. Um, we've all had enough anyway. Aye, we're definitely. Do you know what? I, I just want to get back to being able to watch football on the telly or going to a game with fans. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hating it. I'll be honest. I'm hating watching football with no fans on the ground. Oh, it's... I think Donald as well. I can I get used to it. I wouldn't say I've kind of enjoyed it as much, but I've still kind of watched games, though probably maybe more so in the second half of the season. I've maybe watched not, not watched as much. Um, so. I mean, there's sometimes some games like you don't notice any much difference. Like if you're watching Hamlin, you know what I mean? It's just there's not much of a difference for their supporters. Oh, you'll, be getting, you'll be getting hate mail. Hate. I don't know. But uh, I'm only joking. They're a good wee team. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's just when you're watching a game and there's nothing. You know what I mean? There's no crowd reaction. I watched a bit of Barcelona Real Madrid um, on Saturday night and I was just like, nah. I mean, they're not even playing in the Bernabeu. They're playing in the B Stadium. 
Ah, I watched the Champions League game against Liverpool last week, and I it was kind of weird. Yeah, it's, it's the whole delay as well. It's like, oh, it's a goal, and then you've got that silence, and then the fake row kicks in, and I'm like, oh, nah, I can't even be dealing with it anymore. Honestly, I've, I've, I've gave up on it. It's yeah, it's, it's ruining my my enjoyment to the beautiful game. Yeah, I because even your rugby league for that they letting fans in soon. Yeah, um, so we'll win this. I think if they were saying after sometime in May, I think they're saying middle of May, they're allowed to have up to four thousand in the ground. Um, which should, shouldn't shouldn't be a problem for winning this games to be honest with you. Um, so I'm hoping to get back to watching that and then go and watch Runcorn FC. Um, I've not heard. I know they cancelled their league season, so they were in the eighth. Runcorn Linnets are in the eighth tier of the football league down here, um, and basically that. All the leagues get cancelled in the end because yeah. of obviously the COVID situation. So I'm hoping when that se- season kicks back up again, um, will be more or less normal because they only get crowds about a thousand. So I, uh, I know Donald's champing at the bit to get to a game and he's willing to to go down to England and get a wee game in if he can. So. Mm, well, that's it. You just want to kind of get in and just get back to the atmosphere and everything again. You know what I mean? Um, I know one of my mates, uh, Chris. He's a big Arthur fan, and he's he's missing the Arthur games big time. Yeah. You know, because it's a whole day out, isn't it? Like, cause I, I, oh, I always. Yeah, I mean, you you know yourself. You, you're a, a West of Scotland man. You you go and watch Talba, yeah. and it's it's not just like going to like a SPFL game. You, you know the folk who go. You know the people yeah. that are part of the. The committee, all that kind of thing, so it's a different experience. Yeah, definitely. And also, my some kind of bad news at the weekend as well. Like, so much as uh, Talbot's rivals come back there, they're one of our kind of community club areas broken into and a lot of stuff stolen, so no nice at all. You've got nah. that a fair bit during Covid with mm. getting broken into, and you wonder what possesses these folk to do that. Folk are trying to help out in the community, like the. Cumnick in particular, they've been really good at helping the community that people that have been struggling during COVID and then some idiots go and do the likes of that. So, I mean, I, I hope these clowns get found and then they're made to actually go to Cumnock and the stadium and help fix it. Yeah. You repair it. Rather than just saying, oh, here's a, a warning or a slap in the wrist, I actually go back into the ground and maybe do some stuff, whether it be some painting or something like that. Oh. You know what I mean? Because... I said it's a That was the, the main thing, a lot of stuff stolen. Yeah. Was there not a spike of that? Like, about, I'm thinking about five, six years ago, when like clubs were like having stuff stolen. That, it's something that goes on quite often in terms of vandalism, unfortunately. And mm. A lot of kind of these things. Maybe they're a bit. Just. Who, who knows what goes through the kind of minds of people. Uh, but there's a, there's a just given page, so if anyone wants to help out, if you go on. Um, justgiving.com and if you search CJCE Enterprise you should be able to find it. Even check Cumnick, Cumnick, if you check Cumnick Junior's page mm. um, you can help out. So Definitely. Anything that would be appreciated by him. 
Aye, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, these clubs are like bread and butter, Scottish football, aren't they? They are basically everything. I mean, if these clubs were all started going out of business, I mean, Scottish football will be knackered. It really would be, because you, you wouldn't have talented players coming through or, you know what I mean, they're fan bases anymore. Aye, exactly. Aye. The, the life and soul of the community, basically, these clubs. Mm. Uh, but, uh, so... Anything else you want to discuss before we wrap up for the week? Um, no, I, I think I think I've ranted enough so far. Um, I'm just trying to think. We're almost at the end of the season. We're no far off the end of the season, so we need to try and get everyone together for a, a good end of season uh, review. Yeah, definitely. One thing I, w- I was going to ask about, and uh, this came up um, in, in my head, um, and, I, and I don't know if, if anyone else knows the answer to this. So I was watching BBC One Scottish Cup thing, you know the classics that they oh, started yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've not watched uh, it yet. I've seen that it was on the 1982 one. Yeah, good. I highly recommend it. It's very good and something I've put in my Sky Plus to watch again. When did they stop the Pipers in Scottish Cup finals? I don't know if I ever remember the Pipers playing, but See, then when I was wee. I don't know how much I would have taken in because I was speaking about this with Greg. We were talking about Scottish Cup finals, and even though I remember watching the 1986 and the 1990 finals that we won, mm. I can't say I remember much of the actual day or anything like that because I'm just watching it on TV. I was too young to, to take up one. So, so, yeah, I always remember them because it used to be the thing because you never really used to see Pipers because they weren't as. When it's just popular, I'd say they're probably not. You never used to get them at weddings or anything like that. So for me, the only time you ever used to see them was Scottish Cup final day. Like the band walking up and down and coming on the pitch and everything like that. So I'd been to the 88, 89, and 90 Cup finals. And I, I remember the, the Pipers there. 95, I don't remember Pipers. But I might be wrong, but they used to always be there, and it used to always be like part of the experience. Uh, and I just wondered when that stopped, because I actually liked that. I used I used to like the Pipers being there. I know probably a lot of people didn't, but it's just yeah, just always something that always happened in the cup final. You'd have the Pipers playing the same song all the time. Oh, we could put it out to the, the audience and see if they yeah, know. And when we're putting it out to the audience, we should put out, has it lost a bit of pre-match appeal? Instead, I would rather have the Pipers, I sound like an old man here, but I would rather have the Pipers than all that <coughs> discotheque nonsense. <laughs> I know, it was, it was the first it was the first word that Let's came into my head. Nonsense. I know. It was the first word that came into my head. And I, and I couldn't stop myself. But you know what I mean, all that. What about a matchup? The Pipers and the Discotheque together. Oh no, just get, do you know what I mean? It's a Scottish Cup final. It's something traditional. Let the Pipers do their stuff. They're out there. Let let them have their wee day as well. Sure, Everybody's happy. Out as well. You've been silly now. You're being facetious. Oh, look at that! You've been playing Scrabble. <laughs> well, no, I just, I just, I, I just feel 
that we've lost a wee bit of our identity with cup finals because we, we ditched the traditional papers, which was the most traditional Scottish thing you can for, you know, Arbor and the other discotheque stuff. I think we've now got a, we've got a title anyway for the podcast. <laughs> Pipe it up. Do you know what? I, I, I would bring back the papers in a happy. That'd be the first thing if I was in charge of the SFA. Bring them back. That would be the first thing, right? Okay. Uh, the first thing I would do, bring them back, get rid of all that nonsense that gets bl- blared out. That discotheque. Uh, that stuff, I uh, Get rid of all that. You know what I mean? Just because it's in the charts for like five weeks. You know what I mean? All that stuff. Get rid of that and get the papers back. Right. I've said it. Okay, Tony has piped up. Mm-hmm. And if anyone else has got any other things that they don't do anymore in cup finals, please let us know so we can check. Hi. <laughs> we'll start a campaign, bring back the old cup final magic. Exactly. Well, what would be nice is to bring back Aberdeen winning the Scottish Cup. That would be good for me. So if I finish the podcast by saying good luck to all the teams left in the Scottish Cup, you're lying. I don't mean it. I'm lying Aye. completely. Good luck to Aberdeen. Screw the rest of you. <laughs> Let's start this campaign, though. Let's make Scottish Cup finals great again. By piping it, piping the papers. Get the bagpipes and diggy Donnelly. Right, okay. What have you got in that cup that you're drinking? Just tea, actually. My, my beautiful wife came in and gave me a nice wee cup of tea. So she right, did. Right, right. She's, she has a moment. I'll let you finish your tea then. All right, then. Well, thank you very much. Cheers, Tony. See you later. Thanks, everyone. Speak to you later. Bye.